So I'm going to share, Pastor Jim, we had the marriage conference, and he, sh he shared, uh, why, why don't you talk about marriage and uh, family? And so I'm going to do my best uh, to share uh, a little bit uh, about uh, marriage and families. And if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12, and I'm excited, uh, I'm excited to, to share uh, what the Lord has put on my heart. Now, let me just say, say this, uh, that, you know, don't, there might be some of you that might be tempted to tune out this message, because you say, well, I am not married, I am single. How many singles we got in here? All right, don't be scared, don't be, there, there's no shame in being single, Young lady, you didn't raise your hand. I see you. I, you're like 12. I know you're single. I know you're single. So if you're a single man, don't be checking her out. She's too young. If you're a married man, don't be checking her out either. We got, we got security here that'll, that'll take you out in Jesus' name. Lay hands on you. Give you some fivefold ministry, you know, so... I'm a father of daughters, so uh, we've got two daughters and a son, and, you know, I've got, I, you know, we, 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 I've got bullets for the, for, for the, <laughs> and I'm just telling you, I'm, I'm rehearsing, right, because there's going to be some snot-nosed kid coming up to my door, wanting to take my daughter out, so I got a, I, I got a bull, I'm not, I, you don't brandish a gun, you just get a bullet, you just toss a bullet at the boy and let him catch it, so you mess with my girl, the next one going to come a lot faster, and so... <laughs> you're single it's okay it's okay uh and uh, we we've got something uh for you uh in this message uh as well and can i just say one one uh is a whole number amen and so uh genesis chapter chapter 12 it says get out of your country from your family and your father's house to the land that I will show you. How many of you know that it is good when you get married to leave? You got to leave your mama and papa. It's good to leave. Now, I understand some people try and save money, do all that stuff. And you got, there's a limited, I, I get it. Uh, but, but you got to leave. <laughs> you know, I, I was doing some marit marital counseling and was with a lovely couple, you know, this girl had a big old rock on her finger, and I, I don't do a lot of one-on-one of -on -one counseling uh, anymore, but when I do, I'm thorough. So I tell people before, if, they, if, if they're candidates for me to personally counsel, I say, listen, we're going to counsel, I'm going to get in your business. When we through, I'm going to know everything about you. I'm going to know your credit score. I'm going to know your bathroom habits. I'm going to know everything about, we're going to get in your business. Right? You, when you prepare, you do well. So the single folks, we, when you're getting ready to get married, prepare. You'll do well. And it came out in the counseling that, uh, that they, they were going to live at home with one of the, the uh, groom's family. And I said, you can't do that. The Bible says leave. <laughs> you got to leave. You got to go. If you can't afford to live on your own, you can't afford to get married. Wait. Right? And so it's okay uh, to, to wait. I just wanted to put that in there. That wasn't part of my notes. It's just for you. <laughs> Go from your father's house to the land that I'll show you. 
Watch this. I will make you a great nation. Listen, God wants to make you great. You know, you've got different people that are talking about making America great. Well, who is America? You. You, sir, with a checkered shirt. You're America. God wants to make you great. Sir, with a star on your hat, God wants to make you great. He wants to do good things in you. His plan. Listen, this is, how, this is how things turn around. The Bible says, if my people called by my name will humble themselves and pray, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. And we've got a land that needs healing. You are America. I am America. God wants to heal our land. He wants to make your, you, you great. He wants to make you a great nation. He says, I will bless you. I'll make your name great. He's not going to make your name great so that you can brag and talk about how good you are. He wants to make your name great because you, ma'am, with a flower shirt, you have a part in establishing God's kingdom here on the earth. And you have a God-given assignment to do something for God. God has a divine call, plan, and purpose for you. He's going to make you great because his kingdom has to advance. And he advances his kingdom on the earth through people. Through you. He's got a call on you. He's got a call and divine purpose on your life. Watch this. In verse 3 he says, I will bless those that bless you. Ain't that good coming from God? Man, the people that bless, that, that bless you, God will bless. Watch what it says here. And I will curse him who curses you. You don't need to fight against people. You don't need to get upset. Man, you want to curse me? The Bible says that God will curse the one that curses me. You don't have to fight. You know what you, can, you need to do? Just back off. Lord, you want to handle that? Did you hear what he said? Did you hear what he said about your boy? I am God. I am God's boy. Did you hear what he said about your boy? You see what she said? You just stand back and the Lord, the Lord will deal with it. Boy, you want to curse me? You don't even know me. Listen, you go ahead and curse me, but I don't want to be standing anywhere near you at judgment day. I'm going to see the, the people that curse me. I'm just getting away. as far. I'm going to stand in the corner somewhere because I don't want any spill off. <laughs> I'll curse those that curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Adam departed as the Lord had spoken to him. Watch this. Adam departed as the Lord had spoken. Adam, uh, sorry, Abraham was obedient to what the Lord said. There's something that happens when you begin to look into the Word of God and, and not just look at it to read, but look at it to see how can I apply that to my life. He obeyed. Abraham obeyed what the Lord had spoken to him. Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. From the beginning, God had his mind on families. He had his mind on your family. He had his mind on your Marriage and some of you that are single, and I know a ton of hands went up saying I'm single. It's all right. Let me let me let me let me just tell you, if you you are married and you want to be, it's okay to not want to be married. The Bible says if you can if 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 you can be single, it's better. Be single. 
and happy. If you can't be single, get married. But what you do in the meantime between now and when you get married matters. How you manage yourself as a, as a married individual, how you manage your relationship with yourself matters. And sometimes people are just trying to look for somebody else. They're searching, winking and blinking, trying to find somebody else to fulfill them. Let me tell you, somebody else is not designed to fulfill you. You have people that are so hungry to just be with somebody. somebody you don't even want to be with yourself. And let me just tell you, if you can't be with yourself, what makes you think somebody else is going to want to be with you? When you're single, don't ever say, I'm by myself. I'm with myself right now. I'm just, I'm hanging out. Me and I love me some chemtail. Woohoo! <laughs> if you got some love for yourself, then maybe somebody else is saying, hey, you know what? He like, he's good people to hang around with. Or she good people to hang around with. Don't look for somebody else to try and fulfill you. Somebody else was not designed. See, you have to get your affection, validation, wholeness from above. Somebody else, somebody cannot fill that gap for you. And even if you're married, some people are looking at their spouse, you to complete me. You know, we hear people say, well, you're my, you're my other half. You're my better half. And as I understand that sentiment, and there's nothing wrong if you use that terminology, but, but in real life, it's not correct. God wants whole people to come together. You know, I've got, a, got an illustration here. You know, you take these two people. These, these two cups re represent people. You know, here's Bob here. And here's Susie, right? And so they, they're going about their, their way, their life, everything. Everything's good. And they're trying, they, they single. They're trying to find each other, right? And so they're trying to look for somebody else. And again, for some people, it's, it's a relationship, it's marriage, it's sex, it's, it's popularity, it's whatever it is. And they're looking. So these two people are coming together trying to find fulfillment from somebody else. And so here they go. So, so here, you know, Susie comes, gets Bob. They get together. They got a relationship. Susie, now she got her strut on, right? She feeling full. She feeling good. She, got, she found herself a husband. <laughs> what happened? He's empty. He not, he's not being fulfilled at all. He's feeling used. This Bob here, he says, well, I want my half back. And I want, I want your half too. And what happens is you've got this exchange back and forth where People are just using one person, they're using somebody else, using somebody else. And you say, well, you got water spilling all over the floor. You know why? Because when you operate in relationships outside of God's design, it gets messy. When you have relationship outside of God's design, it's messy. It's unhealthy. It's unproductive. For you and for the other person. But when you're immersed in God. Let me tell you, if you're single and you're trying to find a mate, here's how you find it. You begin to run after God. And as you're running full stride towards God, 
full stride towards his plans and purposes to your life. And you run. And, you know, you ladies over here, you run. You ain't trying to chase nobody. You're not trying. You're not hunting a husband. You chasing after God. I ain't got time for no crazy man. I'm running after God. And what will happen is while you running towards God, you might look over. And what happens? You're looking over and you're looking at the person and they're running after God too. And all of a sudden you catch hands and you start running after God together. And you're in the center of God's will. If you're married, if you're not married and you want to be, look to him to make you whole. If you're married already, Man, you can't do marriage without Jesus in the middle of it. You can't do it. Do you know why? Because God was the one who created marriage. So how are you going to get married and exclude the creator? You know, you got cars. You know, for car, you, you, cars have a manufacturer's recommendation. So-and-so miles for an oil change. So-and-so miles before you rotate your tires. You got to maintain. You, you, well, how can, you, how can you take a car throughout the book and think you're going to, you might drive down the road a little while okay. Car's not going to, you're not going to blow up the engine the first miss. But you take that book, you throw it away. Well, I, I listen, I know, I just turn the key and it goes. Well, you can, after a while... You miss enough oil changes, enough tire rotations, enough, enough fluid exchanges, all of a sudden you, 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 you got steam. Because <laughs> you're operating outside of what it was created to do. God was the creator of marriage and marriage relationship. How do you begin to have a blessed family, a blessed marriage, a blessed life? You put God, number one, you put God at the center of it. Matthew chapter 18 says, again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about touching anything, uh, they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where there are two or three gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Man, there is a multiplication factor when you put God in the midst. That word midst means center. It means core. It means middle. When you begin to call on God, he begins to put himself in the middle of your relationship, in the middle of your life. And now he takes his super and puts it on your natural efforts. You're able to excel and thrive and grow. There's power when you come together in unity. The Bible says one will put a thousand to flight, but two will put ten thousand. There's a multiplication factor. Why? Because when two come in agreement... God gets into the middle too. And now what, what one could do, just a thousand, when you put two, and not just two, but you put two, there he is in the middle of it, it multiplies the effectiveness. Well, when you're in agreement, it'll spill over into every area of your life. Well, I'm not doing good at work. Man, I would get into agreement with your wife. Get, you don't, you're not married, get, get, in, get into an agreement with an accountability partner. Jim is one of my accountability friends. 
Get into prayer, get into agreement. Why? Because there's a multiplication factor. When Jim and I, just as friends, will agree and will we'll connect and will pray, what happens is, is my effectiveness is multiplied, his effectiveness is multiplied because we're in unity according to the word of God, and God begins to breathe on our plans. The Bible says many are the ways of a man's heart, but the Lord directs his steps. Put God in the center of your efforts. Put God in the center of what you're doing. Number two, speak the word over your life and your family. Speak the word over your life and your family. Proverbs 18, 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. In James chapter 3, it likens, many of you know this, as, as uh, your, your tongue or your mouth or your words like a bit in a horse's mouth will direct the whole direction of your life. Or a rudder in a ship, though it's very small. Though our mouths, percentage-wise, are a very small part of our body. They govern the direction of our whole life. Are you speaking God's words? Are you holding fast to your confession of faith? Not wavering. That's why the Bible says in Hebrews to not, not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. That's what we're doing right now. We're, we're in the middle of church. What happens is there's, a, there's something that happens. Well, you know, I'll just watch church, you know. You know, you know. Pastor Jim will post something up. No, there's something about coming in and being a part of community that, that, that multiplies your efforts. You're, you're now among a chorus of believers, and your effectiveness is multiplied. And that effectiveness will spill over into other parts of your life. One part of your life very much affects another part of your life. As you are connected, and as you are in community, and as you're praying, as you're connected with your spouse, as you're connected with your church family, all of a sudden, God begins to work on your behalf. And things at work turn around. And your living situation turns around. And your relationship status begins to turn around. Why? Because you're in the middle of a community. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Hold fast to that confession of faith. What are you speaking into the lives of your children? What are you speaking over your home? The Bible says that you can have what you say. Many people spend all their time saying what they have. Magnifying the problem. Magnifying the situation they find themselves in. Instead of finding what the word of God says. And I'm going to let the word of God be the governing factor in my life. I'm going to let the word of God govern my words. I'm going to let the word of God govern my actions. I'm going to allow the word of God to govern my pursuits. I'm going to allow the word of God to govern my family. How do you allow that to happen? It's by speaking those words out loud. Blessing your home. Blessing your children. Don't ever call your kids stupid. They have the mind of Christ. Well, you know, they don't know how to listen. No, they have ears to hear. That's what, that's what the word says. Well, my kids, they got ears to hear. They've got hearts to receive. And as you begin to speak the word of God, the word, the Bible says the word will not return void. So as you speak the word over your life and your family, the word that cannot return void will begin to produce results in your life. See, what happened? Well, I don't get, I'm, I'm not getting the results that I need. We're very easy to give up, cave in, and quit. The Bible says to, to pray and faint not. That word faint means give up, cave in, and quit. No, I'm going to continue to speak that word 
It doesn't matter what, it, what I see. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what it feels like. Feelings are liars. Let me tell you this. Feelings are great to have as a passenger in the car, but don't let them drive. Your feelings will drive you to crazy town. You feel good one day, you, you, you behave one way. You feel bad one day, you, you, you behave another way. You know what? You know love is not a feeling. Love is a command. Love is who God is. I love because I choose to love. And my feelings will come in line because you can tell your feelings how to feel. David said in Psalm, bless the Lord, O my soul. Who was David talking to? He was talking to his soul. His soul who probably didn't feel like it. You're going to bless the Lord. Speak words of life. Speak the word of God over your life and it will begin to steer the direction of your life. Number three, no substitutions. I love Chinese food. Chinese food is one of my favorite favorite we order in is Chinese food if we go in I, I love but one of the things you go to Chinese Chinese food restaurant a lot of times what they'll say is, is you want to order something and sometimes you look at one dish and there's you like one thing here and you like another thing here and you want to trade it out right and so what what a lot of times they'll say is they say no substitution <laughs> no 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 substitution Kung Pao chicken no no substitution Unless you say, charge me whatever you want. And then they go, okay. <laughs> we put it all together for you. But in our walk with God, we can't make substitutions. You cannot substitute quality time with your spouse and your children. There's no substitution for it. And let me tell you, fathers of daughters. Listen, if you won't take the time. And if you won't hold your daughter, somebody else will. If you don't take the time to put your arms around your babies, some, somebody else will. You cannot substitute time with your family. You cannot substitute your physical presence for emotional connectedness. All of us, many of us in this room have what I call magical teleportation devices. Most of us, most people in this room. Ma'am, you've got one right there, right there beside you. Do you mind picking it up? Yeah, no. Yeah, you think that's just a phone. Do you mind? I'm just coming down. We're just family here, right? Can I borrow your phone for a second? Okay, so cute picture on there. But this is, this looks like a simple phone. It's not a phone. Is a magical teleportation device. Why? Because you can physically be at home, in your house with your family, and then disappear. You, you, now all of a sudden, whoa, 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 where did she go? Where did she go? She went somewhere else. You can't substitute. Can you pass this back to her? There's no substitution for being connected and emotionally present. I got a couple minutes. You cannot substitute God's plan for your own. Let me tell you this. You cannot substitute God's plan for your own. If you are always getting your way, then maybe God's not always getting his. 
You can't substitute your own plan for God's plan. You cannot substitute uh, feelings for the, for the direction of your life and purpose. You cannot outsource your spiritual development. You can't do it. You cannot out, Let me tell you something. You have amazing pastors. I know these guys. Pastor Jim and Pastor Phillips. Uh, uh, Phyllis, I know these guys. And they're feeding you. And they're feeding you the word. They're word people. And they can give you the best spiritual food in Texas. But let me tell you what they cannot do for you. They cannot show up tomorrow morning for your appointment with God. They can't show up for you. They can give you all the tools in the world, and they do. But they can't show up to your meeting tomorrow morning with God. You got to do that. There's no substituting. What's the Holy Spirit saying to you? Maybe you've substituted and you've tried different things in different ways. You say, why can't I get it all together? Maybe in your heart you've wandered away from God or you don't know God the way you should or you found yourself in this place where Jesus is no longer at the center of your life just take a moment with, you, with me and would you bow your head close your eyes everyone in this room I'm going to ask you to do something maybe a little bit tough for some of you I'm going to ask you if you if you don't know Jesus if you're not connected to him, if he is in some way not become the center, you, you need to, to make a decision for him again. Would you just slip up your hand where I can see it? I want to pray for you. Yes, I see your hand. Yes, yes. Every yes, it's a hand I'm seeing. Yes, 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 yes. I see your hand back there in the front. Yes, 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 yes. Glory to God. See, there's one substitution that really matters. Jesus was a substitute for us. So in a moment, I'm going to pray. And as I pray, I'm going to pause in between each phrase. And would you just pray in your heart? Just whisper to God. And put him back in his rightful seat in your life. God, we come before you. I come before you today. Jesus, I yield my life to you. I turn from the old way. I've done it my way. And God, I turn to you now. God, I turn the whole of my life over to you. And I ask you, Jesus, to be my Lord, to be in charge, to be my center. I give my life to you. I ask you to fill me 
and change me. God, help me to run towards my destiny. In Jesus' name, amen.